1: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It ain't easy now. How could I move forward when I keep looking backward? I'm just standing still. How? Can I fight this obsession? Have I not learned my lesson?
1: Hey Steelers fans, welcome to the Sunday night Pittsburgh Steelers Q&A
2: on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name's Chris Pew. I'm part of the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour, and look, we're feeling the draft this week. The big NFL draft starts um, on Thursday in Las Vegas, and I figured if we're going to have a draft discussion, there's no better person to do it on our staff than the great Andrew Wilbar. Andrew,
3: how's it going? doing well a little bit tired got a lot of uh draft work going on this week but i'm excited for it best three-day event i mentioned this on the steelers draft fix with jeremy um for this week's episode is the greatest three-day event in american sports on the for the entire year and i'll i'll fight that against anybody um so it's gonna be a good few days excellent
2: well hey um Send us your questions. We'll try to get to as many as I see uh, here on our chat. Um, Andrew, if you see some comments come in, feel free to let me know. Um, I think we gotta wait till we get some comments, but um, ask us your questions about the draft. Andrew's the expert here; he'll be able to help you out. And then, on top of that, let us know if you have any super chats or any questions about the Steelers. Uh, thank you, Byron. Wanted to make sure our chat machine was working. So, let's get started. Hey, the Steelers made some news last week, even before the draft. Big question: What, what are they going to do at safety? Um, some Steelers fans were hopeful that it was the big honey badger. We were on the big honey badger hunt. Apparently, the hunt didn't go too well because we went back to old reliable Terrell Edmonds, and he had a good year last year, especially the second half of the year. And even better than that, um, they got him cheap. They got him for two and a half million. Maybe they'll even be able to do something else with the salary cap. Um, Andrew, we're going to talk a little bit about how this affects the draft. But first of all, what do you think about bringing Terrell Edmonds back?
3: It was an excellent signing. And for only $2.5 million, I mean, Marcus Allen is making more money than what Terrell Edmonds is getting right now, which is crazy to think about. I mean, he's a realistic cut option. Uh, So it was an excellent sign. I only wish it was a little bit longer term. But this is not the year you wanted to really draft a safety, especially with the Steelers' needs at receiver, corner, potentially if they go quarterback early on. It just was not really the year that you really want to go for a safety in the first three
2: rounds. And uh, thank you, James Bradshaw, because this actually leads into my next question. Uh, James is asking, will they go offense or defense with the first round? He hopes offensive line. So, Andrew, let me ask that question to you, because if they didn't re-sign Edmonds, or if they didn't go after the Honey Badger, you know, safety would become a higher priority in the draft. Now, if they sign what should be their starting safety, where do
3: you think they're going to go to answer James' question? Well, I, I get the sense they're going to go on the offensive side of the ball. They haven't shown a whole lot of interest in Andrew Booth, who's the main corner available that I would like. Kyler Gordon could also be in play at corner. Uh, but I, I get a feeling they're going to go offense. It seems like they're in on quarterback. I will say, though, if they do decide to go offensive line, I know Matt Miller came out with some rumor earlier this week that the rumors that the Steelers are going to go offensive tackle in the first round. I don't totally buy that. But I will say if the Steelers do take an offensive tackle in the first round, I would say it would be Tyler Smith, the tackle, who I believe is going to slide into guard from Tulsa. We know how the Steelers like drafting younger players. Tyler Smith is 20, I believe, just turned 21. He's one of the youngest prospects in this draft. Very talented, would make a it'd be a very Steelers-type pick. I just don't think the Steelers prioritize tackle enough to go high, to take one that high. And they seem to fix the interior line to an extent. So I don't see the Steelers going offensive line early.
2: You think that, and I know the Chooks resigning has been kind of controversial in some ways. But you think that probably after they re-sign Chooks and um, they're investing in Dan Moore, you think they're going to at least rely on those guys to start?
3: I get the sense. It's not... Dan Moore, I wanted to move to the right side. Well, here's the crazy thing, because with the amount of money the Steelers are paying Jakumo Khorfor, you combine that with the amount of money the Steelers are paying Miles Jack, who you could make an argument that he's not a Buck linebacker and will really only be competing with Devin Bush... For snaps at the map position, if the Steelers would have combined those two contracts, they would have had enough money to sign Teron Armstead as left tackle and moved in more to right tackle, which I think would have done more than what Okorafor and Jack will bring combined. That's just me, but uh, I I get the sense the Steelers are in on four. I mean, he's what, the ninth highest paid right tackle in the league now? Yeah. Um, It seems like they're all in on him.
2: Okay. All right, some fun questions. Again, thank you for everyone who's listening into live chat. We've got Andrew Wilbar here, so he's going to answer any of your draft questions, but I'm seeing some fun questions. Andrew, let's get through these really quick. Um, Johnny Bravo, I guess his big question is, you guys like Shrek? I've asked everyone at BTSC. Um, Johnny, the answer from my end, um, I'm at the mercy of what my 9-year-old daughter wants to watch, and she hasn't gotten to Shrek yet. When she gets to Shrek, I'm sure I'll need to watch it. Andrew, are you familiar, or do you like the Shrek movies? No, I'm not familiar with it at all. It's not a bad choice. (laughs) Stay unfamiliar, and I think it'll be a good thing. All right, let's see what else. Oh, a personal message to Andrew uh, from George Teston. Andrew says, hey, thanks for not wearing a Michigan gear. Laugh out loud. How
3: about that, Andrew? My Michigan gear is always right in here. Go blue. I... Is Georgia an Ohio State fan? I'm not sure. I know we've got a couple of Ohio State fans in the live chat. Um, I don't know. I, keep, I did hear one rumor that this, uh, Michigan might be flipping uh, a Florida commit, so I'm um, a little okay. excited about that. So
2: Okay, sounds good. I'm not sure if George is going to like that, but, you know, hey, you know, good for Michigan if it happens, I guess. Hey, we got a draft question here from Steel Dog. Uh, He's asking about Travis Jones out of UConn. Will he slide in the first round possibly? Hearing a lot of interest from Travis Jones with some draft picks, what what do you think about Travis?
3: I love Travis Jones. I I can't remember where I am. I think I gave him an early second round grade. You'll have to see when the big board comes out uh, in the middle of this week. Uh, but I've got him in between that 30 to 40 range. Uh, I like his tape. He's still very raw, but he brings a lot of upsides. A pass rusher could be potentially a three-down nose tackle, which is very rare. I think if you look like a team like Tampa Bay, there's, I'm hearing a lot of rumors maybe they go after Perry and Winfrey in the first round. If they don't go after him, maybe they go after Travis Jones if all the top guards uh, are available because that's their other main need. So I think there's a chance Jones slides in the first. I get the feeling, though, it's going to be in the first 10 picks in the second round.
2: I keep hearing in years past, Andrew, that like on these drafts, we watch all these mock drafts, we make our own mock drafts and everything, and then sometimes the guys from 20 to 40, sometimes they're flexible. Like sometimes a guy that you might think of 22 goes 40 or 45 and you're like, oh my goodness, he fell. But sometimes there's not as much difference between that second group. Do you think the same
3: exists this year overall? I do. It's a really deep draft. A lot of people knock this draft because there's not uh, the quarterback class isn't that great. But even at the quarterback position, there's a lot of depth. There's more depth at it than there was last year. Um, Because after the top five, you really had nobody. I mean, you had Davis Mills, and that was about it. So I I think there's good depth at just about every position, better than most years. Um, Specifically on the interior of the offensive line, I feel like there's good depth. Edge rusher, obviously wide receiver. Um, And even inside linebacker, a really deep class.
2: Another fun question. We always love the fun questions. check 46 says, hey, what's your draft party food? Mine will be wings. Um, Andrew, are you going to be eating any food during the draft? Pizza. Oh. That's not a bad choice, too. I can good get good stuffed pick.
3: crust even better.
2: I, I hate to go um, tired dad on you guys, but my draft food will be any snack I can give my kids so they can get to bed so I can watch the draft from the start. Uh, sometimes that can be hard. So that's that's my draft food pick. But I'll probably try to get pizza or something for after they go to bed so I can really enjoy the draft uh, myself. Um, let's check and see whatever questions we have. Um, kind of interesting. Uh, let me share this real quick. Uh, Brock Lesnar is saying the Chargers run the West. Uh, AFC West is going to be insane this year. What do you think about the Chargers, Andrew?
3: I wasn't the biggest Justin Herbert fan coming out. And I still have questions about how clutch he's going to be in the big moment, but we'll see. They definitely have a lot of, they've definitely built up uh, their defensive line a little bit more, brought in, of course, and they also brought in JC Jackson in the back end, I believe, if I remember correctly. So defense should be improved. I um, guess we'll see what happens. Be interesting to see what the Chargers do, though. I'm hearing they could move up potentially for Trevor Penning if he starts to fall. Um, be interesting to see what the Chargers do. They could be one of those teams that trades up into that 10 to 12 range.
2: Would you be disappointed if he goes to Pittsburgh in 20?
3: I would because okay. I, I feel like he's more of a right tackle. I feel the Steelers' bigger issue is finding a long-term left tackle and then okay. in that instance moving more to right side.
2: All right, sounds good. Um, Yeah, I know. Brian Brown's saying, man, we've got to talk about other teams again. we got to talk about the enemies. we got to talk about who the Steelers need to get past to get where they need to be. But, Brian, no more Chargers talk. Let's get back to the Steelers, all right? All right uh, let's go for another question here. Um, we've got a question about from Richard Abson saying, what are the chances uh, the Steelers pick up a safety or cornerback? I'm assuming that's the first round, maybe the first two or three rounds.
3: Yeah, I would assume so. I mean, the, the corner the Steelers are going to have to address. I mean, there's still a lack of depth there. And really, if the Steelers have a killer of Witherspoon as their number one corner, they're asking for a lot of problems. Every time that he's been a true number one corner, he has not played well. He is a number two corner, and he can be good in that role. So ideally... If the Steelers don't go quarterback in the first round, I think the next best option would be to try to uh, land Andrew Booth, who I'm hearing is dropping some. So the Steelers could potentially even trade back and get Booth. And uh, then you would have him as the future number one corner, Willis Moon as the number two, and then you slide Levi Wallace into the slot.
2: Uh, James Bradshaw asking Have we ever drafted a nose tackle first round? Was Casey um, Hampton a first round pick? That's my thinking. I, I know they went for him high. And man, if they could get a nose tackle. With the stature and the, um, the performance of Casey Hampton, they'll do quite well. Um, you know, Jordan Davis is a popular topic among people. Do you see a Jordan Davis, or is there another nose tackle that you want to see at 20, or you wouldn't be disappointed if they drafted 20?
3: If Malik Willis goes off way off the board before the Steelers have a chance to get him, and I mean, I would prefer Andrew Bruce slightly to Jordan Davis, but I wouldn't be disappointed necessarily with Davis. Um, Travis Jones, if he falls with 52, that would be excellent value. I'd be okay with that. Um, after that, there's not a ton of eye-popping guys. There's a lot of two-down run defenders. And then you have guys that are more three-techs, better fit as a three-tech, which the Steelers have honestly been doing that with guys like Javon Hargrave and Tyson Aluoglu. Um, But if you're talking a pure nose tackle, outside of Jones and Davis, I don't really think there's another answer
2: I love the behind-the-still-curtain family because they're from all over the place. Uh, they watch a lot of different teams. Uh, Chick um, responds back and says, "Hey, Andrew, I'm a alumni of Northern Iowa, and uh, she's a season ticket holder. Um, and she says Trevor Pang is getting a lot of attention. We're going to first, um, but she's also asking about another guy. I'd say Weston, uh, receiver from Northern Iowa.
3: What do you know about him?" Isaiah Weston, I actually did something for the Behind the Steel Curtain Twitter account this past week, and I put up a comparison between his numbers and a former Steelers receiver uh, that is I was a huge fan of on the field when he was not in trouble. Uh, I believe Isaiah Weston, he measured in at six foot three and four tenths, uh, had like nine and a half inch hands, arm length. I want to say it was like thirty two and five eight, something like that. Martavis Bryant. with with three and six tenths same literally the same arm length same hand size they both ran a 442 in the 40. now martavis bryant was faster than 442 on the field i mean i believe there there was time he was a clock like in a low 4-3 i mean he he was a legitimate 4-3 guy but still ran 442 both of them did i believe bryant had 16 bench reps weston had 20. uh Bryant had a 124-inch broad jump. Weston had a 135-inch broad jump. And then Weston had a 40-inch vertical jump compared to Bryant's 39. So there's a lot of similarities between him and Martavis Bryant. And Tony Pauline reported a while back that the Steelers had shown interest in Isaiah Weston in the later rounds. I'm not sure if the Miles Boykin signing changes any of that. Um, But he's a guy I definitely would not be disappointed with. I mean, if he falls in the sixth or seventh round, that's excellent value. I'd be totally good with that. He had, like... I believe he had 23.9 yard per reception this past year, which is... Really? Wow.
2: Man, what team Northern Iowa must have had? Because there's another lineman that should be drafted relatively high, maybe in the first couple rounds, too. I mean, for a smaller team like that to have a couple of higher-up draft picks, man, they must have been good last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fam- I think- Fantastic. Um, I got another question here for Brian Johnson. He's saying, what do you think on the Steelers' wide receiver core? Do you think they'll double dip that receiver? I mean, interesting question. One to mention to so you, you're probably going to say the same thing. Um, I work with USA Today Network. That's my day job. I got to be on a media conference call with Todd McShay of ESPN this week, and McShay was telling us media members, saying, look, there are 20 receivers. This blew my mind. That could go in the first three rounds so you know you could make an argument man maybe the suit should trade up for the best or take a receiver 20 but if there's like 20 receivers in the first three rounds what do you think is the best bet for him for brian's first part of the question and secondly do you think they should
3: draft two receivers because they're a little bit not too deep in, in that role well i actually have 21 receivers with first through third round grades, so i've got one more than todd mcshay does oh, um, wow. but that, okay. that- I mean, it's an incredible receiver class. There's a lot of different kinds, but I have a feeling they're going to go off the board really quick. I will tell you, however, my, uh, I'm going to spill this from the Steelers Draft Fix podcast that will come out on Tuesday, as well as my Dreams versus Reality mock draft, which will come out in the next day or two. Okay. Um, in my dream, perfect scenario mock draft, I have the Steelers trading Deontay Johnson while his stock is high for an early second-round pick. The Steelers get Sky Moore with one of the two second-round picks they would then own. And then with a later pick, getting Taekwon Thornton, the wide receiver from Baylor. And if they don't go that route, perhaps they would go with uh, Isaiah Weston in the later rounds. But I think there's a very good chance they double-dip a wide receiver. Not quite as confident as I was now that they brought in Miles Boykin. Um, and I'm also a big fan of Anthony Moe and Steve Sims. But I definitely think they're going to go wide receiver in the, with one of the first two picks. And then depending on who's available, depending on maybe if they trade back, gain an extra pick somehow, I could definitely see them double-dip a receiver. Let me
2: ask you about this, because we need to ask this question sometime during the, during our discussion here. Um do you feel the Steelers are going to stay at twenty? You think they're going to try to trade up or maybe trade down? If you had to pick between the three, what do you think is the best chance that that would happen?
3: I'm going to say probably trade up. It, okay. It seems like Malik Willis is the Steelers' guy. Depend on where he falls. I don't think he's going to go in the top ten. Just from what I'm hearing, I, I doesn't seem like Seattle has a ton of interest. It seems like if they take the quarterback, it's going to be Matt Corral. Carolina, there's Baker Mayfield rumors. There's I mean and if they want a quarterback, you'd think they want someone who can win right now to save Matt Rule's job. So I don't think he's a fit there. I think the earliest he would go would be Washington at eleven, even though they just took Arsenal. I don't think that's gonna happen. Minnesota's been actively looking to trade down. I think that's the ideal spot if the would wanna move up, trade a twenty twenty-three second round pick along with pick twenty, move up, go and get Malik Wilson at twelve. I think that's ideal. But if he goes way earlier than what I think. My hope would be that the Steelers would trade down. The last thing I really want the Steelers to do is to stay at 20, either gain extra picks or use one of next year's picks to go up and give an elite close I think to be a generational, and not, maybe not generational type quarterback, but one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL.
2: Okay, very good. Lots more questions come in, so let's make sure we get to them. Um, Bart Mackey says, do you really think the Steelers are not interested in Wyatt? Um, if I remember right, he's a kid from Georgia, and I, and I think there was a rest report from maybe 2020 that was going on. Um, What do you think is going on there? Do you think, I mean, I know the Steelers have been careful among guys that have some type of a pass in the past, but do you think a report like this uh, is going to impact maybe what they do in Thursday's draft the next couple days?
3: I mean, he does have some character concerns, which was two years ago, so it's kind of weird how it's coming up all of a sudden. I mean, kind of like Josh Allen's tweets that came up several years ago and, uh, and Laramie Tunzel, some stuff that came up in the past. I mean, it just seems to be along those same lines, which I think in some ways it's kind of dumb. But uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Wyatt just because whenever Jordan Davis went off the field, he struggled to hold up the run in the middle. Uh, so I have some concerns about his game. Very athletic, um, a guy who I believe is a good fit in a 4-3, but I don't want him for a 3-4 like the is.
2: Okay. Uh, question about USC's receiver. Um, from Sherry. I, I hope uh, London's there at 20. If he is, will you take him? How the regard received from USC? I think he had an injury last year to kind of curtail the season, but geez, he put up numbers in the first couple games of the year.
3: Yeah, I'm torn about whether to put him is the wide receiver one or wide receiver two. I'm not quite as high on your Ohio State guy, Garrett Wilson. Um, I like him a lot. I still have a, I believe he's 16th on my big board. Um, I've got Jameson Williams and Drake London neck and neck. I would have liked to have seen London run the 40. Uh, because I, I'm a little bit higher on his tape than what other people were. I felt like his speed was solid, and he did a good job separating downfield. Other people don't feel the same way. Um, with Williams, he's recovering well from the injury. You know, I'm not sure what I'm going to do for the final board, but they're going to be neck and neck. It's, I think it would depend who's available. If I would take, I would probably take Andrew Booth out of him just because I feel like the Steelers can't do a better job of finding receivers later than they do corners. So if Booth is there, I would probably take Booth for the Steelers situation ahead of London. Um, But I would, and maybe even Jordan Davis, um, but right after those two, let's say it's a weird scenario where they're both off the board and London's there, I suppose I would be okay with it. I could think of worse things.
2: They could always trade up, I would imagine, for a receiver. But, you know, they need one of those starting three, I guess, you know, with Claypool and assuming they keep Johnson. But, you know, he could be traded from what you're saying. Um, do you think they could get a receiver at 20 or maybe if they trade down that would definitely fit in
3: that starting three? I think they could. If the Steelers trade down, let's say to pick 29-30 range, you're looking at guys, I mean, Sky Moore would be a, I wouldn't say he'd necessarily be a reach. Um, he'd be solid value there, but he'd be going a little bit higher than what the mock drafts have him projected to go at. I think that makes a lot of sense just because of his familiarity with Pittsburgh and Tomlin family. Christian Watson from North Dakota State is my guy, and I know Jeremy Betts. We talk about him on the draft picks a lot. He likes him as well. Six foot four, two hundred and ten pound. Ran a four three six in the forty. Outstanding catch radius. Um, I love the guy. It would be it would be fun to watch him and Chase Claypool on the boundary, um, and then just find your slot receiver later. I would love that. Um, But yeah, that would be the ideal area for if you're going to go receiver in the first round. I feel like Williams is going to go higher than what people are expecting. Um, Yeah, London is tough just because there's a lot of unknowns. I really like him. Um, I'm just not sure what he would bring to the table that Chase Paypool doesn't already.
2: Okay. Um, interesting topic uh, brought up by uh, Mark Tobin. Um, he says no quarterback. I'm taking that to mean, hey, the Sewers should not draft a quarterback. Um, here's what I'm thinking, and I've heard from a couple different places. Even before the awful tragedy involving Dwayne Haskins a few weeks back, I always was under the impression that the Sewers might look quarterback. Somewhere in the draft. We know that, you know, they like Malik Willis and you know jury's on if they like Kenny Pick or not. But I always thought even if it was gonna be later in the draft, they're trying to bring a quarterback in the rotation to make four quarterbacks or bring to bring the training camp. But you know, the sad news about Haskins happened, you know, Josh Dobbs went to Cleveland. I'm thinking, Andrew, that they're gonna draft a quarterback somewhere. Maybe not the first round. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I agree. They've shown interest in that. Chris Delotakin from I believe is north dakota or south dakota state something like that um a dual threat quarterback then you have um my guy bailey zappy who jeremy and i got the interview uh for the draft fix a couple weeks ago if he falls in the fourth or fifth round i mean that's really good value um so it, it, it's a deep draft you got ej perry cole kelly i mean there's a bunch of names on day three that could potentially develop into really good backups
2: Fantastic questions from everybody. I'm excited about this. Keep them coming. Uh, we got another 15 minutes to go, so let's get, let's keep it up. I, I got a good question here from Steel Dog um, 88. Well, he's making more of a comment, but I think it's a good question too. He says Willis is still two years out. I'm not the draft expert, to Andrews. I guess kind of my thought. On Willis, if I can add my thought for a second, I think Willis is a very much a lottery ticket. But if he if it hits, I mean, he could be. A Mahomes guy, if everything goes great, or he could be that Michael Vick type guy. He scares me because, you know, he's raw and he could be really good or maybe not so good. But I'm looking at the AFC quarterbacks and good night, Andrew. We got Mahomes, we got Allen, we got Joe Burrow and Herbert and on and on and on and on and on. And And I'm trying to figure out. Could Willis be that guy? And I'm with Steel Dog. I mean, it could be two years out. But if you can develop him and Trubisky could just give you some game managing type play, could he be that lottery ticket that Sears cash in? Could put them right at the same level as some of these top guys in the AFC. What do you think?
3: If he is two years out, I mean, if that's what it takes to develop him, that's fine. I mean, you have Trubisky for two years. And, I mean, I think that's kind of why you sign him. So, if he's two years out, I'm fine with it. I'd rather that than rush him into the fold year one.
2: Um, very interested. Uh, interesting. Uh, Felicia Bellard, this is a good question, too. Uh, she's excited about the draft, but she's more interested in the GM position. I think they've interviewed everybody. I, I Andrew, were you interviewed? I think I may have gotten an interview without knowing it, uh, for the GM job. Um, but she raised a good point. Players come and go, but the Sears on to the front office staff, and obviously the head coach, uh, for the long term. I mean, we're joking about this, but it seems like they have interviewed a lot of people, any thought on who might get it? I keep reading these stories saying, okay, he's the favorite. He's the favorite. I'm not sure if anybody knows right now.
3: Right. I, I, I get the sense they'll probably stay in a house and go with Brandon Hunt just because that's what they do. And I wouldn't be disappointed with that. I'd rather him than Omar Khan. That would, Omar Khan would really frustrate me if we end up hiring him. Um, I don't want just a cap guru. I want a talent evaluator. But I will say one interesting note. I don't know if you've noticed this. Doesn't it seem weird that Lewis Riddick has been really quiet this year around the draft? Generally, mm. you see him on ESPN all over the place giving his opinions. I mean, maybe maybe I'm just turning a blind eye or something, but I haven't seen him on ESPN talking about the draft near as much this year. I don't know if that's a sign that he feels like he's in the running for the job um, and he doesn't want to give too much away. Maybe he's talked to the Steelers about, you know, maybe that during the interview process they were asking him his thoughts on the draft this year and, you know, what they would do. And, you know, because his name is tied to the position, is he maybe backing off some on his opinions this year? I know he's still part of their draft cast. Um, I don't know. Is that a sign? I wouldn't say so. I mean, I would love Lewis Rick. He's who I want from the beginning. Um, I don't know if that's a sign or not, but just an interesting to think about because he's really been quiet, comparatively speaking, the most years uh, around this time.
2: Here's another good point. Um, Brian Brown, I mean, we're talking offense, and we're excited about the offense, but Brian says, hey, you guys don't think defense is a way of going. Uh, D-line, corner, middle linebacker seems to be a better choice. Someone will fall to the Steelers, and we hear so much about how the Steelers have made great in going for the best player available. What do you think? And I'm going to throw a name out at you. I'm kind of interested. I want you to tell me what you think about this guy. But first, uh, what do you think about Brian's question?
3: Well, I think linebacker is lower than on the Steelers' list of needs than what a lot of fans are saying it is, just because I, I think despite the fact that Miles Jack is more of a MAC linebacker, I think the Steelers are going to try to fit him in at Buck anyways. Plus, they still have Buddy Johnson, who a lot of people forget about last year. Seems like they have some high hopes for him. They brought back Splain. You still have Bush, who looks really good right now. He's looking a lot better, a lot more fluid than last year from what I've seen, um, and just little highlights and stuff of his workouts. I don't think they take a linebacker on the first two days. I honestly don't think they're going to address it until round six or seven. Um, I know they've shown interest in Mark. I believe it's Mark uh, Mark Robinson from Ole Miss and James Skalski from Clemson. They've shown interest in both those. It wouldn't shock me if the Steelers pulled the trigger on them in like the sixth or seventh round. But you have those guys, plus you have Marcus Allen, who's making more than Terrell Edmonds. So I mean, the Steelers obviously are higher on him than what I am. So I- I'd be kind of surprised if the Steelers went linebacker early.
2: Uh, What do you think here? Um, A guy that kind of intrigues me, I'm not sure if he's my first choice at 20, is Stingley from LSU. He had an injury concern, but a lot of people say, man, if he stayed healthy, he may have been in the top five, maybe even number one. Um, Jury's out, and if he's going to be there at 20, uh, what are your thoughts maybe about Stingley if, if he's available at 20?
3: I like Stingley a lot just because it was a really good comparison the year that they played um, Ohio State, um, and you saw—I mean, Jeffrey Okuda, who went in the top five that year. I mean, Derek Stingley was clearly the best corner, uh, the best football player, really, on that entire field in that game. And with with Stingley, there are some character concerns and concerns about his love for the game. I don't think the Steelers will take him just because we remember last year with all the COVID holdouts. I remember Tomlin saying something about they preferred guys that had played a lot recently. So I get the sense they probably would not take Stingley even if he was available. Um, I would be open to it, though. I mean, he has CB1 potential, and the Steelers badly need a lockdown corner. We haven't had one since Ike Taylor, and it does limit – it does cap the stealing of what this defense could do. Can you imagine what the Steelers' defense could be if we just had a lockdown corner to go with that pass rush up front? I mean, we need to get a lockdown corner some way, somehow. And Stephon Gilmore is now off the board, so – yeah, they've got
2: a couple of CB twos, which isn't the worst thing in the world. But yeah, they don't really have a, a CB one type guy. So yeah, it'll it'll be a gamble. But hey, it's in Vegas, so maybe you're more likely to make a gamble in Vegas than if the draft was in Cleveland. Yeah, my, my goodness. So, um, Sonya says go Browns. We're not talking any other teams, especially not the Browns. Let's not do that. Um, hey, Justin Benjamin says, do you think they would trade down? I would, uh, you've talked about that earlier, saying, hey, that's quite the option for the
3: Steelers. It might happen. Yeah, I would love it. It's just not a Colbert-like move. And one of my mocks, I had the Steelers trading down. Um, but I don't, I, I'm not getting the sense that they're probably going to. Uh, who knows, if this is Colbert's last draft, maybe decides to do something out of the ordinary. I'd love it if Malik Willis isn't there. But um, I don't, I, I wouldn't bet on it. What are your
2: thoughts? Uh, Steel Dog also bring, comes back with Dotson from Penn State. Um, is he second-round worthy? Um, Andrew, I've seen some mock drafts that say he could go 20 to the Steelers. What do you think about Dotson?
3: Yeah, I like Jahan Dotson. I have a late first-round grade on him. Um, I would probably take Sky Moore above him, just barely. I mean, they're neck and neck in my rankings. Uh, but I get the. I mean, he's going to be long gone before 52. Uh, I don't see him getting out of the top 40 pick.
2: Uh, Steel Dog comes back about Sky Moore. Now, I'm hearing a lot of things saying Sky Moore is a Tomlin guy. Could he be there second round when they pick? You're, you're making a face. I'm assuming that means no.
3: No, I, well, I, I think it's possible. I mean, you're going to see one of the receivers drop, and not as many teams have brought in Sky Moore as some of the other receivers like Alec Pierce, and you don't hear as many like teams bringing them in, at least publicly, um, for pre-draft visits. And I, I mean, I could be wrong about it. But – I wouldn't rule it out, and I wouldn't rule out the Steelers potentially moving up a few spots to get him in the second round either, just because of the connection. He's from the map, he knows Dino Tomlin, and he's from Pittsburgh. So there's a lot, uh, it would make a lot of sense for Sky Moore. Dotson, Steelers haven't seemed to show a ton of interest in. Um, They've been a little bit more quiet this year in overall pre-draft visits. I think only 13 of their 30 visits were even reported so far, which makes it difficult to tell. I don't know why that's the case, but... um, I, I, think Jahan Dotson, I think Jahan Dotson will still go ahead of Sky guy more. I could be wrong, but I get the sense Dotson's a little bit higher on NFL teams' boards.
2: Here's a guy I'm not super familiar with, Daxon Hill. Uh, Reginald Rivers is saying, is he a reach at 20?
3: He's not necessarily a reach, but he's not... I mean, if you're going to play him in the nickel corner role, and I think he'll do a lot of that at the NFL, that would make sense. Um, but he's not going to, like, help the, fill the Steelers' long-term need of safety. He's a free safety and the Steelers aren't going to move Minka around. So unless the Steelers are not, deciding not to pay Minka long-term, um, I think that's the only way it would really make sense in the first.
2: You've talked about some of the quarterbacks are not on the top of team's radar, uh, but we have a question here asking about Strong, How, or Zappi. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. What do you
3: think? I would take Zappi in the fourth over those two, Sherry. I, I mean, not only because we interviewed Zappi, Um, But his accuracy overall is better. He's a better decision maker. He seems to go through his reads a little bit quicker. Um, And I think he's a little bit more pro-ready than what a lot of people are saying about him in scouting reports. Um, Strong in some ways. I would take Strong over Howell just because he has a little bit better arm strength. Um, I was really high on Howell coming into this year. Uh, But then we saw when his talent was taken away from him, he struggled to really win games on his own. Uh, So I like Strong just barely over Howell. Um, and then, but I would probably take Zappy in the fourth over either those two in
2: the third. Um, Mark comes back more of a comment. Uh, Andrew, you've kind of addressed some questions. He's saying I'd uh, like to see a D lineman first, uh, wide receiver second. Um, here's hear stuff we haven't talked about. Uh, John Vasi said, "Hey, we need a quality quarterback." Um, we haven't talked a ton yet, but can't. Kane- Kenny Pickett but also the kid from Cincy that's Desmond Ritter Um, tell me a little bit more about your thoughts on Pickett I would assume that he would need to go 20 if he's still available Ritter I've seen some people say Steelers at 20 I saw a crazy mock draft saying he might go eight I'm like whoa that's crazy Uh, tell me your thoughts on Pickett and Ritter
3: I have Ritter rated higher than Pickett Pickett I see a lot of Kirk Cousins I see a lot of Derek Carr I see a lot of Andy Dalton those are the three main comparisons and they're spot on um, he does a good job rolling out to the right. And you see a lot of reminiscence of Kirk cousins as kind of an outside the pocket thrower and being able to make some plays with his feet. I think Kirk cousins is the best comp for him. Um, I don't think he's a guy that's going to win you super bowls on his own. I, I don't know what the Steelers stealing would be with Kenny Pickett. Are we just a good playoff team? Do you have to have like a perfect team around him? I mean, he's not going to ever be an elite quarterback. I mean, he does have the it factor, but um is substantial. I don't see him ever being an elite quarterback. He's going to be a tier two quarterback. Um, I'm I'm not a, if I'm drafting a guy for the long term, I want a guy, especially with all the talent in the AFC. Then you go after a guy who has a little bit more talent, which is either Willis or Ritter. If the Steelers take Ritter though, I'd I'd want to trade back.
2: I got in trouble in the Pittsburgh Steelers power half hour because I mentioned. A good comparison for Pickett might be Tommy Maddox, who had some decent years for the Steelers. He wasn't terrible, but he definitely wasn't that franchise quarterback. One of my fellow hosts was like, no, he's going to be the next Joe Burrow. I'm like, I'm eh, not sure about that either. Okay, you're disagreeing. So I'm going to take that and share it with my podcast. It'll be good.
3: Yeah. Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow is not even a fair comp. He- he's more talented overall. He's a better runner than Pickett. Um, I mean, yes, he and size isn't... Huge, but it's bigger than Pickett's. Um, yeah, that, that that is not even a fair comp. I mean, I, it, it's just like one of those things that everyone sees the success Joe Burrow's having right now, and is like, oh well, well Pickett was a one year wonder as well, just like Joe Burrow was. Let's let's move him up, and he's going to be the next. Joe. No.
2: Yeah, let's go speed, bro. We're at like 32 minutes, and we should stop around the 35 minutes. So maybe a sentence with some of these. Um, should they double down the inside linebacker position at 20? You've talked about that a little bit, but a quick sentence answer there.
3: No, I don't even have any linebackers that are rated 20th or higher in my rankings.
2: Um, Please, football gods, don't let's get Baker Mayfield, draft a quarterback instead. I'll give the quick sentence and tell me if you agree. I don't think they would ever trade for Baker field, Mayfield. I think it could be a possibility if he gets cut, but I think there's other teams that would trade something for Baker Mayfield. And I'm sure the Browns, even if Mayfield doesn't perform well, which I got a feeling he won't, they probably aren't going to just give him to the Steelers either. Your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I agree.
2: Uh, Joe Hayden. Um, Last I heard about, I mean, he's still unsigned as of the moment. I heard there's some interest uh, by Buffalo. Have you heard
3: anything else? I haven't. And chance he might come back? If it's cheap enough. I mean, he wants a lot of money, but if you can get him $3 bucks to come back, I'd be okay with that.
2: Yeah, Mark says Hayden won't come back. I mean, he may not take the Steelers' offer. Um, I agree here. You know, Baker... Trade during the draft, even heard some thoughts maybe it'll be like a day or two after the draft once teams that don't get their quarterbacks say, wow, maybe we should trade for Baker Mayfield now. But I, I think the Baker Mayfield saga in Cleveland is going before long. Uh, let's see, anything else we got here? Lots of good questions here, guys. I'm, I'm really excited. There's one... Oh, okay, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, John raised, uh, we need a safety. How about the Badger? Remember, they re-signed Terrell Edmonds. Now, this is interesting. I, you know, Dave Schofield does a great job of uh, determining exactly where the Steelers' salary cap is. They still have some space under the cap, but I don't think after they got Edmonds, they probably have the money or the interest in Honey Badger. I think if they signed somebody else before a draft, do you think it might be a receiver to help replenish the room and maybe make receiver not quite the urgency that it may have as of tonight. What do you think about that?
3: I think Boykin, who they just signed, is kind of their pre-draft signing. I don't see him signing okay. anybody else. Uh,
2: but you don't think – I mean, I think Honey Badger doesn't fit now. Right? No, 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 yeah.
3: Okay. There's there's one one in here. I don't know if you see the one from Eddie Longs. Um,
2: yeah, watch you watch read that. And yeah,
3: that. I'm – don't think i can get up um but he says i hope we get joshua williams later in the draft he's a beast um i i'm hearing rumors he could go as early as the late third round early fourth round um he's a zone guy and if the Steelers are going to stick with zone that would make some sense Uh, he doesn't have the most upside um but he's a later round prospect he he's a guy that would be welcomed in the locker room he plays with a lot of energy plays with a lot of emotion he's a guy that i think the other guys in the locker room would really cling to
2: um Josh Parker talking about well the CEO's address defensive line early in the draft. You've answered that in a couple different sections, but uh what do you think the percent chance that they'll pick one in the first three rounds? Let's just say as overall, you know, answer.
3: Um it's possible. It really depends who's available. Um there's one thing I don't know if you can pull up Felicia's comment, um in about the twenty twenty three draft. Um yeah. Uh drafting phil drakovic let me just look at my rankings i've got let's see one two three four five six seven the highest that phil drakovic would be in this draft if he was in this draft would be qb8 for me wow. i i am not exactly sure where the phil drakovic love is coming from um he doesn't have the biggest arm not the best decision maker holds onto the ball too long he doesn't have the greatest mobility so i, I just can't get on board with drakovic you' the a hard thing and
2: I love where is coming from, because I think where is coming from is don't just reach for a quarterback just right, to reach right. for a quarterback. Wait for a great quarterback yes. to come around. Um, so I, I agree with that idea. Here's the hard thing. Um, I live here in Columbus, help cover the Ohio State Buckeyes from time to time. C.J. Stroud is a great quarterback here at Ohio State. But unless you're hoping to go 0-17 and you know, stink for C.J. or whatever the phrase will be, you never know. And, you know, going into last year, if we were doing this a year ago and we were talking about who was going to be the following year top draft picks, uh, Spencer Rattler was a guy I kept hearing over and over again, but Spencer Rattler had a horrible year with Oklahoma, and he transferred to another team, and he's still playing college football. So, it's hard to decide. I mean, you know, the kid from Alabama and C.J. Stroud looked pretty solid, but... It's hard to play a year ahead to, to know what quarterback you get and where you need to be in the drafts again. That's I guess that's my thought.
3: Yeah, I would agree in terms of not reaching for a quarterback. It just I wouldn't go Rob Dracovic. There is one other thing from Mark. Do uh, you see Mark Tobin's comment um, about we would not have paid Mitch all that money just to ride the bench. Anything we take quarterback in the late round to fill out the spot. The Steelers are only paying Trubisky, I think it's like a guaranteed $7 million. That's not a whole lot at all. The Steelers could definitely add somebody or I don't think it's really because of that. And I like Trubisky. I think he's going to start this year. Um, but I don't think it's about really the money um, in terms of whether the Steelers would bring in another guy or not.
2: All right. Well, fantastic. Guys, I am so excited. I know there's some uh, picks some questions we're just not gonna be able to get to I mean we've been told to keep under 45 minutes and we're approaching 40 right now so thanks so much for just you know tuning in asking some questions Andrew what's your Twitter because I'm sure some people are gonna be like man you get to my question where can they send your question to so you can hopefully answer before the draft
3: at Andrew underscore Wilbar
2: okay and I'm CPU Steelers um you you're on a couple uh, podcasts this week Andrew uh, tell us your, your podcast
3: yeah, Steelers draft, podcasts, Steelers draft Fix podcast, excuse me, with uh, Jeremy Betts. Um, we're talking about draft rumors. I've got some rumors that I, we're going to discuss at the beginning, a couple of which pertain to the Steelers, uh, things that I'm hearing. And uh, we're also doing our perfect draft scenarios. And we're also getting into some draft locks as well, so you won't want to miss it. And I'm behind the steel curtain.com. Going to have a my dream versus reality mock draft this week. We're going to have uh, the cornerback big board, which is going to come out, my guess is Tuesday. I don't know for sure. Um, but then we're going to have the big, the big big board, the top. I don't even know how many guys we're going to have on there um, with full scouting reports, but we're going to have that. We're going to have a PDF created, which I need to get working on tonight, that you guys can print out and have as a source while you're watching the draft. And then mock Draft 5.0 that will come out the morning of the draft. So seven rounds, 262 picks, I think, this year. Uh, so got a lot going the next few days, so uh, stay tuned.
2: Fantastic. A couple quick promos on my end. Like Andrew just said, com. Tons of Steelers content. I remember when I was a kid, and I—it was before internet time. I'm old, I know, but you know, it was hard to find Steelers content in the off season. Good night, Andrew. We have what six, seven, eight stories a day about the Steelers. I mean, tons of great Steelers content behind Steel Curtain com. The podcast. Now, obviously, you're checking this on YouTube if you're watching live. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Behind the Seal Curtain podcast feed wherever that you can find audio, where you can look for audio. Tons of great content out there. I mean, Andrew, we're, we're having several podcasts a day. Uh, so keep up with your Steelers news daily. Lots of fun podcasts. Um, Andrew, we're always we supposed to endorse another podcast. What's another podcast you like to listen to on the network, other than ours?
3: Let, let's Ride. Go check out Wednesday's Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman. Um, he interviewed Tony Pauling, who's one of my favorite NFL draft insiders. He always has really good information, real information I trust when I'm working on my mock drafts. Uh, so check out that interview. It was really well done. Uh, yeah, let's ride an excellent show
2: on And let me give a quick shout out to my personal podcast. Steelers are great, first of all, listen to all the behind the steel curtain podcast. But I also have a fun pop culture, I talk to media members, musicians. Um, it's called The Ohioan. I say that because I live here in Columbus, Ohio. Do me a favor subscribe to that too uh, between that and Behind the Steel Curtain it's all the audio you'll ever need uh, but thank you so much guys for listening there's so many different uh, choices that you can make tonight for your Steelers content thank you for checking us out Andrew thanks for uh, tuning in um, and again always follow Behind the Steel Curtain for the latest in Pittsburgh Steelers news have a great night everybody when I know that it can never really be the same how
0: could Keep looking backwards. I'm just standing still How can I fight this obsession 18 plus.